Hey everyone, welcome back to another very special episode of Muggle with a Mic. This episode is very special because it is our Mother's Day episode. And what better way to commemorate Mother's Day than to have my mother on the podcast. Thanks for joining, Mom. Welcome to Muggle with a Mic. Oh, well, thank you for inviting me, Katie. I really appreciate this. Yeah. Any special stories about me as a child or... Oh, I have lots of stories about you as a child. What would you like to hear? The good ones. Okay, I don't have a lot of those. <laughs> no, just kidding, Katie. Um, you were a very special child. You were a very um, adventurous child, and I had to watch you closely. Or you would have physically injured yourself with all the daredevil stuff that you did. Are you talking about the time that I was at the top of the back hill with my bike? Yes. We we live in a, on, a, on a property that has quite the sloping backyard. I would say it would, it's kind of mountainous. And you took your little bike up there when you were about age seven or eight and decided you were going to come down the hill. And you you had no idea how dangerous it was. There were 50 or so sumac trees and a neighbor's brick wall. And I had a plan. I knew where all the roots were sticking out. Uh-huh. And if I could not avoid them, I was ready to, you know, pop a wheelie and get over them. Yeah, well, I nipped that in the bud. <laughs> you did. You well, actually, it was Sarah that came running into well, the house to say, Katie's going to kill herself. <laughs> We saved you. <laughs> you did. You came out onto the deck and you were screaming your head off. I I, I literally remember saying, what in the bleep are you doing, Katie? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we got you out of that situation. Well, my main memories of you as a mother was wanting to be off school sick, even though I wasn't sick because it was more comfortable than going to school because you got us nice fresh sheets you had snacks and you always force your fluids because you're a nurse. You always had us drinking. And who doesn't want to stay home with you taking so well care of us and watching The Price is Right? Well, <laughs> Price is Right. Bob Barker? Yeah. Yeah. Well, have um, your pet spayed or neutered. That's right. <laughs> well, as a mother, one of the things I cherished the most was nurturing you children and. I didn't like seeing you sick, and I wanted to make you as comfortable as I could. And so I, I enjoyed making you comfortable when you were sick and getting you better. And yes, I am a nurse, and uh, so you couldn't get away with pretending you were sick. Right, that's true. <laughs> we had to be really convincing, and even then. That's true. Go to school. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it up, bucko. Yeah. Um, all right, so on today's episode... We are going to be discussing everything involving mothers, mother characters. Um, We're going to go over our favorite movies featuring mothers. We're each going to do our top three and then maybe a couple extra. And then we'll round it all off with a quiz that I'm going to quiz you on iconic television and movie mothers. Does that sound good? That sounds wonderful. I hope I pass. (laughs) No, you'll, you'll be fine. I wrote them with you in mind, so hopefully hopefully it'll it'll go well. But first, let's go over a little bit of history of Mother's Day. Do you know the history of Mother's Day? Yes, I actually do. You looked it up, didn't you? I did. 
mom has her little notebook here she's got all her notes she's she's all ready for this episode well why don't instead of me doing this why don't you tell me about the history of mother's day well okay first uh first mother's day is uh i always thought it was funny a funny day when i was a little child because i always thought that i just loved my mother and brought her in little flowers and every day of the year so to have a special day for mother's day as a child i thought was kind of strange but as far as mother's day goes what do you have katie well i have first of all we're going to answer the age old question of where does the apostrophe go in mother's day does it go before the S or after the S? Before the S. My, my English teacher, Mrs. Lemon, would really appreciate the fact that I'm pointing out the grammatical, okay, appro- appropriate grammatical placement of the apostrophe. And where does it go? So the apostrophe goes before the S because it's meant to celebrate your mother's, your singular mother, her day. Not all the mothers all over the world you're supposed to be celebrating your Mother's Day. So it's only one Mother's Day, and it belongs to your mother. So it goes before the S, not after the S. The Mother's Day, the birthplace of Mother's Day was in the United States, was in the 1900s. Right. Anna Jarvis started the campaign for an official holiday in 1905, which was the year that her mother passed away. Right. And then in May, on May 10th, 1908... The first large-scale celebration in Jarvis's hometown took place, which was in Grafton, West Virginia, which is about 40 minutes south of Morgantown. Oh, close, close to us in the next state. Yeah, yeah. And there is a church there that has a shrine for Mother's Day. It's Andrews Methodist Episcopal Church. And they've got... They've got beautiful statues there and in the church mom you would love the church inside it's beautiful i looked it up on google but they've got paintings all throughout there of of you know mary and any um important mothers oh the blessed mother yes Yes. and they've got a wonderful statue outside that's really that is really poignant and shows the importance of mothers and they have a big celebration every year but finally in 1914 president woodrow wilson signed a proclamation making it an official holiday on the second sunday in may in may in the united states and a lot of other places throughout the world but places like the uk celebrate mothers day in march so there are they're not all in may throughout the world but it is celebrated throughout the world at some point during the year ah okay and jarvis wanted a holiday as a day dedicated to expressing love and gratitude to mothers, acknowledging the sacrifices women make for their children. Isn't that right, Ma? That's that's very right, <laughs> if that's correct. <laughs> yeah, no, this uh, sacrifice is part of being a mother, you know. And uh, did you mention that Eleanor Roosevelt Anna Jarvis wasn't real pleased with her as a first lady. Really? Because she was more promoting Mother's Day as a commercial thing Mm. for greeting cards and things like that. Whereas Anna Jarvis wanted it in the spirit of her mother, more like a, a friendship day, a day for mothers to be loved and for women to to support each other as mothers. Not a moneymaker. Not a moneymaker, mm-hmm. no. And also, just when I was researching the history of 
mothers, you wonder why in all countries, in all languages, generally the word for mother starts with an M. Hmm. And that is because, because babies generally start out with an M sound. Ma, 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 mom, mother. And so that's kind of how the nickname or moniker, which means nickname, comes about. The sound I, ma is. I thought maybe M for Mary. Well, you would think that, but yeah. <laughs> I would think that uh, being a Catholic mom. But no, it's because the first sound babies make, and the second sound is duh. Duh. Yeah, for dad. So there you go. But. I'm not sure about the father or dad in all other languages, but all no, other padre. languages. It's madre. Madre, yeah. Mama, mom, Mi mother. Madre yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, um, gracias. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you also know that Anna Jarvis's mother, the reason Anna was was into starting this holiday is because her mother, yeah, you've got it on your notes there. Yeah. Good homework. Go ahead, Mom. You talk about it. Well, Anna loved her mother so much, and her mother was a kind, kind mother, and she wanted it to be a friendship day. And that was around the Civil War, after the Civil War, yep. uh, that Anna's mother wanted to start a friendship day between women to bring them all together and support each other, and that then that became Mother's Day. Well, and it was also because they knew that the mothers would be able to do this because mothers yes. got it together. But yeah. um, they, it was to bring the North and the South back together during this. Yes, War. all so, the women. Mm -hmm. And we knew, and I'm sorry, guys out there, but we knew the men couldn't do it. They've been fighting, you know. <laughs> it's true. But the women, you know, were showing up with their baskets full of goodies and making picnics mm -hmm. and, and all things like that to bring the country back together. So Anna learned it from her mother, Anne. Yes. And so it's it's very apropos. Yes, very apropos. Leave it to women. Leave it to mothers. All right. So there is the... Good Good job, Mom. You knew everything that I was saying. Well, I thought I was going to surprise What else is new? My <laughs> Anne? I thought I was going to surprise you with something. No, no. Nothing surprises me. I'm a mother. <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, I also, I found a list of, I looked up some iconic uh, TV mothers. We can just go through the list real okay. quick. Carol Brady. Oh, Carol Brady. Yeah, the Brady Bunch. Yep. June Cleaver. Yes, old June and her pearls vacuuming in the house. Yep. Here's my favorite one, which I think all mothers should be like this lady. Sophia Petrillo from Golden Girls. Oh, I love her and her little purse on her arm and her little wisecracks. Oh, yeah, she's cool. Yeah. Yeah. She told it like it was. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lorelai Gilmore from the Gilmore Girls. Not one of my favorite TV moms, but she was a little bit too wisecracky and one-liners, and I didn't like her. I didn't like her. That's exactly what her mother would say. Yeah, that's exactly what her <laughs> mother would say. Yes, I liked her mother. But there, there are mothers out there like her, so it, it, she portrays a yeah. different type. Of We're all different breeds, us moms. Claire Huxtable. Oh, Claire. Hux yes, I liked her. Even she, though there's some, you know, there's some 
clouds over the Cosby show. That was a big yeah. show. Well, we didn't realize how much she had to put up with from old <laughs> Dr. Huxtable. Right. But she she has a mother character. It was a very iconic uh, I mother. thought she was very intelligent and very loving, and she knew exactly who her children were mm-hmm. and what they were up to. Yeah, yeah. And what they needed. How about Deb from Everybody Loves Raymond? Oh, my goodness. The, the younger, not the mom. Yeah, the no. She had quite the mother-in-law to put up with, and she did an excellent job. Of, now, my mom loved the mother-in-law. Oh. Loved the mother-in-law. And uh, I loved the character Deb. Yeah. Deb. <laughs> Poor Deb. She was the she was the epitome of having to deal with your, your in-laws. You right. Know? And I've never really had that problem as... Um, uh, my mother-in-law I loved very much and got along with very well and learned a lot from. Yeah, grandma, grandma. Yeah, bucka. Bucka. Yeah. Um, how about Vivian Banks? She's the mom from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Okay, I didn't care for her character as a mother. No. I, I just, she didn't seem very involved with her children. Well, she does live in Bel-Air. Well, yeah, you know, just go get our hair done. <laughs> Um, how about Elise Keaton, which was the mom from Family Ties? Okay. One of my favorite all-time moms. Yeah. She was intelligent. She was witty. She was, she knew her children. She had a very, uh, um, intelligent, uh, uh, precocious son mm-hmm. to deal with yeah. and did an excellent job. Alex Peaky. Yeah. Um, Jill Taylor from Home Improvement. Didn't like her as a mother. <laughs> Nope. She had to have, she was in a house full of she boys. She was a house, yes, boys. I was just going to say that. So she had to kind of tread water there. But I, I didn't like her character as a mother. Didn't like it. Well, I, Home Improvement was a big show for me when I was younger. Yeah. I will say she did not remind me of you. No, I base everything on me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about Louise Jefferson? <laughs> Moving on up. Yeah. To uh, the east Yeah, side. to the east side. Um, she had a lot to contend with with her husband, um, but uh, I don't really, I didn't see her playing a mother role, really. Mm. I saw her more playing a uh, wife that had to keep her husband in tow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could just see him walking. Yeah, you know, walking. but maybe that was a mother's role. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, how about the, I like this connection because this actress... Did um, who do you think you are? That ancestry mm. show. Oh yeah, and we, and we found out she has ties to our hometown. Yes, and it's uh, Julie Bowen, who who's on Modern Family. Yes. Um, who she play? Is her name Claire? Claire, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, she's the blonde. Yeah, but she's yes. she's another mom. She's a little bit like kind of flighty. Well, when you throw the word modern in there, you know, Modern Family, I understand that, but. I don't like a take on modern moms. I I really think that you have to keep some of the old-fashioned mother rules. Uh, You can't, you know, and her, I don't think she portrays a good mother. I really don't. Who would you say is a good TV mom that you, that either you assimilate with or that you aspire to be? Well... Those uh, are some really good vocabulary words. Well, boy, I wonder if I get them all. <laughs> no, um, 
My, I guess I don't know, Katie. That's a very good question. I really don't. I see a. I base all mother characters on TV, how my mother was and how I try to be, mm-hmm. and I haven't found one of them on TV yet. <laughs> <laughs> Not to anyone's surprise. You're the one and only. Mom. Yeah, I tell you. <laughs> Any directors out there, I'd be a perfect mother on a TV show. Your your life would be a very good TV show. There you go. I mean, you as a nurse and the, the quirky things you did at a, as a nurse, but you knew your stuff. And what was our motto in our home? Um, the mommy's the boss, make mommy happy. Mommy's the boss, make mommy happy. That's right. Yeah. And you also had a sign in the bathroom that said, you know, at the end of the day, it said, you know, wash your hands, brush your teeth, comb your hair, and remember, mom loves you. And then at the end, it said, P.S., turn out the light. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, but don't don't stop doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah, remember you the know. rules. I'm not going to cut you any breaks, kid. <laughs> All right. So are you ready to get into our... Some of our favorites. Sure. Uh, movies that feature prominent mothers. Mothers, yes. All right. So why don't we well, why don't we start with our number threes? Okay. And then we'll end up with our number ones. Okay. Ones that we, and I think you and I have the same number one. Okay. Yeah. I think we do. Okay. okay well, so we'll see. We'll let you go first. What's your number three? What's your third? Well, it's, it's hard to divide these into numbers because I chose my movies because the similarity between the characters of the mother. Okay. But my number three would have to be Juno. Okay. Give us a little synopsis of the movie. Just right. Well, it's a, uh, and I don't even know if they use the word unwed mother anymore. I'm not sure they use that term. I don't know. I'm not up on that. But anyways, it's a young lady in high school that uh, finds herself pregnant. Of course, she's not married, and uh, she it's all the experience she has after she finds out, after she gets the little pregnancy test, and it's a pink positive sign. Right. And so it's what happens to her and how she deals with abortion or adoption. Deep, deep topics, topics in that movie. Yeah, there is. It's done, and it's done very well, I think. Mm-hmm. And the, um, the writer... The, the person that wrote the film, yeah. um, she based it on her life. So I do have to say, I have one, I have a problem with that movie. Okay. And that is there is a scene with an ultrasound tech. Yes, there is. And she gets put down. Yeah. I, I am an, I am an ultrasound tech. I'm a sonographer, not stenographer, a yeah. sonographer. <laughs> right. And I do not like the way they portray the ultrasound tech in there because she is a little snot. She's rude. She's she's for she's kind of showing her opinion during the exam of, to the patient, and you're the patient's not there for your opinion. The patient is there for you to get images to make sure the baby is healthy. And I just did not like the portrayal. Oh, see, I saw it totally different with that poor ultrasound person. What? I thought she was treated very rudely by Bryn, the stepmom. Well, but but she was treated poorly because she shared her opinion. What was her opinion? Her, she was basically saying, I can't remember the scene very well, but she was saying something like... Well, there you have it. 
Would you like to know the sex? Yes. No. Please. No. Do definitely. Please. No. There's no no sex. Oh, planning to be surprised when you deliver. Well, no. I want Mark and Vanessa to be surprised, and if you tell me, I'll just like ruin everything. Are Mark and Vanessa your friends at school? No, no, no. They're the adoptive parents. Oh, well, thank goodness for that. What's that supposed to mean? I just see a lot of teenage mothers come through here. It's obviously a poisonous environment to raise a baby in. How do you know that I'm so poisonous, you know? Like, what if these adoptive parents turn out to be, like, evil molesters? Or, like, stage parents. They could be utterly negligent. Maybe they'll do a far shittier job of raising a kid than my dumb stepdaughter ever would. Have you considered that? No, I guess not. Yeah. What is your job title, exactly? I'm an ultrasound technician, ma'am. Well, I'm a nail technician, and I think we both ought to stick to what we know. There you go. That, But that kind of, you know, the minute you say stuff like that, it's you've opened the door for people to be rude to you because you were rude to them by saying that. Oh, I disagree. I, think so. I don't think one rude thing... I would never say that as well, an ultrasound see, that's tech. A, that's, a, that's why I was so Whether shocked. Whether I thought it or not. Well, I was so shocked at the reaction to the stepmom um, because, I don't know, as a mother, I when she said it's probably best, it probably was best. It was just a disaster of a of a of a scene. Exactly, and that was Allison uh, Janey. Allison Janey. Yeah. yeah, and she starred in The Help. Yes, she was the mother. Or right. The mother who was she had those health problems. Right, and, yeah. and I I love her character. I just love everything she's in. I I appreciate. I'm trying to remember. She's also on a TV series on FX called Mom. Yeah, she is. I was With just going to say that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. and she, what she was on the West Wing. She's been in all kinds of things. Yes. She's very funny. Yes, she's very funny. She has a great face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very tall, too. Yeah. All right. Um, my number three is Dumplin'. Dumplin'? Dumplin', which okay. is the movie. It's on Netflix. Oh, you told me about this. 2018, yes. and it features a lot of songs from Dolly Parton. My name is Will Dane Dixon. All right. Will Dane? How about... Most people call me Will, except for my mom, who calls me Dumplin'. I can't be late. This cannot exactly drive itself. Being a bit of a celebrity around here meant that she was too busy for me. You've got a hole in your left, by the way. <gasps> what? Oh, she didn't listen to me. This must be your daughter. That's my daughter's best friend. This is my daughter, Willa Dean. Wow. Okay. And that's when I decided enough was enough. I know that look. What's going on? It's about this young girl who doesn't feel like she's the prettiest. Um, she's a little bit overweight and um, she doesn't really mesh well with her own mother. Her mother was a uh, beauty queen in Texas and she was <laughs> just all about beauty. And they were just the complete opposite people. And she really, the daughter really... Uh, associated herself with her aunt who was overweight and had her own personal issues and she passed away. So now it's this mother daughter who they get along, but they don't understand each other completely and they learn to understand each other. And I think it's just, it's a beautiful story of a mother and daughter who see the world differently. Is this the movie where the aunt takes you to a male, female and impersonator thing yeah drag yeah. drag, drag oh, show yeah i did see that movie <laughs> love that aunt I, I just love it it just shows people from different 
environments. And they taught her how to put makeup on and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I love the aunt. She was more of a mother than the mother. Yeah, I think at the one show, they all dress up as different Dolly Partons. Yes, yeah. Dolly Partons. Yes, loved it. And that's Jennifer Aniston. Yes. She's, she plays the, the beauty queen. Mom. Mm-hmm. So I really like that. I think it's a heartwarming story. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. What is your number two? My number two is uh, Stepmom. Really? Yes. Well, I'll go ahead and say Stepmom is my number one. Oh, oh. well, see, we just don't agree because <laughs> you said it was going to be my number one. Oh, I knew it was on your list somewhere. Yeah, it was, it was on my, it was, one. yeah, it's my, num- yeah, I'd say that. Well, so step. let's talk about Stepmom. Okay. First of all, can I get to my notes? Yeah. Flip okay. the page. Here here's, comes the noise. Here's the noise I wasn't allowed to have. Okay, go <laughs> ahead. First of all, Susan Sarandon's in it, and she just reminds me of you. I don't know why. Uh, other people have said that to me. I don't know if it's, uh, I don't know which one, you know, the one that went off the cliff with a girlfriend in the car, no. or this one, but I've heard that before. This one. I don't know. I, th- I think it's like her mannerisms and her, I don't know, just her. She just reminds me of you, I guess, the way she talks. Very, not too harsh voice, soft-spoken slightly, and I don't know. She just reminds me of you. Ever, even as a kid, she reminded me of you. Well, thank you. I, I like her, and I'm going to take that as a compliment. Well, Stepmom was was put out there, I read, as a comedy drama, and it, to me, was a... Dramedy. It was a tearjerker. Oh, it was. It was a tearjerker every every turn of the page as they say i i i was crying so well and, and you know they have those those wonderful scenes where is it the ain't no mountain high enough yeah ain't no mountain high, high enough, enough. Woo. ain't no valley low enough whoa ain't no river wide enough to keep Hit me from you. you yeah <laughs> okay uh no it's that scene no that's a scene when they're on the bed and they have the fake microphones yes yeah, yeah. now the first scene in the movie is and you know who it is. The kids are at the girlfriend's house, who is played by Julia, Julia Roberts, Roberts, and she is, it's terrible. She can't find the kid's socks. She doesn't have her purple blouse clean for the girl right. who's having purple blouse day at school. She is like beside herself. Nothing's going right. And you think, we think this is the mother of the children, but it's not. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's the first scene where we're set up. Right. To know it prophesizes that she will be the mother of the children. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a very good take on Susan Sarandon's character is not ready to die, right? And Julia Roberts not is ready not ready to, to be, be a mother, mother. right? Yeah. So, it, we, and they don't like each other. No, at the beginning, it takes the whole movie for them to realize we both are scared of a situation we're being thrust into. Exactly. Yeah. So it's one mother having to learn to let her kids go. And it's another mother trying to accept the kids. Right. You guessed the wrong secret. Charlie Drummond is a colleague of mine from Random House in New York. And she she moved to the West Coast office. And I'm going to be crashing with her while I'm getting protein injections that are recommended by my oncologist. We can only get them in Los Angeles. Oncologist. Yeah. Life's a trade-off. 
It's finally legal to smoke dope, but you gotta have cancer. Are you dying? Not today. Yeah, I loved her role. She was, she's my opinion of mother. Uh, the house was kept beautifully. She made the memory quilt and mm. she made the little costumes for Halloween for them. And she was a mother. That's that's a mother right there. And who is that that plays? Um, Ed Harris. Oh, oh Ed Harris. <laughs> My man. Yeah. He uh, wasn't he an astronaut, John Glenn? He was in Apollo 13. Yeah, well, he's out of this world as far as I'm concerned. His role and the children's role um, were kind of in the background of the two women and the two mothers and how Julie Roberts did step up to let uh, Susan Sharanda know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of the kids. Right. I'll never let them forget you. Because she knew Ed couldn't do it. That's right. <laughs> Ed had trouble proposing uh-huh. in the movie. But that's okay. It's kind of cute. <clears throat> we'll just forgive him. We'll give him a pass. Yeah. Oh, and then the moment when, because Julia Roberts is a photographer. And she yes. Takes the pictures oh, of the kids. Oh, and life size. Oh. oh, yeah. When she came into the room to see those, you know. I always thought there was going to be a sequel to that movie with Julia, like, stepping up to the plate or, or maybe even, maybe that it would be more of a comedy. I think, though, I think when you have a movie that good, don't do a sequel. That's probably right. Leave it. Yeah, those dear little children. Yeah, that was a rough one. Yeah. Well, there you go. That was my number one. Okay. How about, uh, I'll do my number two, or my number three. Well, it's my number two, because we already did my number one. Okay. Um, but it is, I watched it recently, actually. Okay. Um, it's from 2012. All right. And I think I told you about this movie. It's called The Impossible. Oh, yes, you did tell me, and I I didn't find it to watch. Yeah, that's okay. Well, okay. Because you know me, I won't spend money on movies either. That's true. You always watch the ones I have. I watch Turner Classic, <laughs> or the ones you pay for. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> If you can do it. Do I, then it. I have more money to buy my kids stuff. That was my master plan. <laughs> okay. All right. So the impossible is the story of a, a family of tourists from the UK. And they're in Thailand and they get caught. It's a true story. They get caught during uh, the aftermath of the 2004 Indian Ocean tsunami. And it's it's Ewan McGregor and Naomi Watts are the parents. And then there's three. They have three younger sons. And the eldest is Tom Holland. Oh, okay. He plays Spider-Man. Yeah, okay. yeah. But he's young in it because this, this movie came out in 2012. I mean, when the movie first starts, after the the wave hits, uh, you see her go into mother mode. And I don't want to I don't want to ruin anything from the story because if, if anybody watches it, I don't want to tell you what happens. But I went into thinking that I didn't, didn't know if they all survived or what happened. But when the wave hits, you you feel like you were in it. Like you're you're scared for them. Yeah, the, the that's cinema- a good movie. And yeah, the cinematography made you feel like 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 how car wrecks sometimes you feel in a movie that you're in the car with them. Yes, you, I felt like I was in the tsunami with them. You feel disoriented and pushed around and holding think- your breath. 
debris hitting them under the water. Yeah. And so when they come out, the mother finds Tom Holland's character and they're together, but they, they don't know where the husband and the other two sons are. They don't know if they survive. They're, they're finding people in the water. Yeah, dead. They find a little boy in a tree, but he's okay. Okay. Do they help him? Well, there's a scene where Tom's character is kind of like, Mom, we can't, we need to keep going. We can't go back and help him. We have to look out for ourselves. Ooh, no, no, no. And she goes, That's a mother. If that was one of our boys, we would want someone to go get him. That's a true mother. Yes. Wait, did you hear that? Oh, there's nothing we can do. Wait, we are almost there. We have to get to safety. Oh, we'll have to help that boy. Mom, if another wave catches us down here, we will die. We have to climb that tree right now. Come on. Where are you? Mom, look at you. We need help. We can't risk it, Mom. Come on. Listen. What if that boy was Simon or Thomas? What if they needed help? You'd want someone to help them, wouldn't you? Simon and Thomas are dead! Even if it's the last thing we do. So she taught him in that moment what to do, what was right and what was wrong. Right. And then there's a point where she just gets very, very, very injured. But she's just constantly, and he takes care of her. The little boy she saved? Yeah, Tom, no, Tom, Tom's character. So oh, he's okay. like, I think he's like maybe 13. Oh, God know? love him. And he's trying to take care of her because she's badly injured. He has some injuries too. But it's just, I, the movie is, she almost dies. And well, don't tell me the ending or don't tell me if they find everybody because I will watch it. It's very good. It's It's a... It's a unique story that I'm sure will not happen to anybody else. It's yeah. their unique story. And so it was a true story of a family from the UK, and it's just a very good movie. I think it's a, it's either available on Netflix or Prime. For If you're a Prime member, you can watch it, or if you're Netflix, right. you can watch it. Well, a mother, a mother, a true mother, as far as I'm concerned, sees the needs of all children mm. and will take care of them. I remember it, your little softball games when you... Right. Play, you and Sarah played You'd softball. You always have cold washcloths. I took a cooler full of iced washcloths because it was always 95 degrees. And they were for you and Sarah, but there would be a lineup of the entire team around me getting their little faces washed down. And I'd look over and there'd be the other mothers, their mothers over there on the bleachers drinking their Diet Cokes. And I'm going, what the heck is wrong here? No, you always had a cooler full of whatever we need. Yes. I, I, a mother takes care of her children. And even to this day, we'll be going somewhere and you'll be like, you know, take these tissues, you'll need them. Well, yes. Or take this water, you'll look need ahead. it. Look ahead. I'll be yeah. like, Ma, I don't need it. Ma, I don't need it. And you'll make me take it. And then by George, I needed it. Oh, yes, because, you know, we deal, we know what, we can see ahead. We just, we see in the future. That's what we can do. And you have eyes behind your head. And I see what happened in the past and I know what you need. But no, I, this was what my mother did for me. And I, in turn, pass it on. Thanks, Ma. You're welcome. What would I what would I do without you? Everything. That I have to explain. Um, my mother and I always had a line. She worked full time. She was a nurse and a nursing instructor. And 
the only thing I could do for her, I felt, was to clean the house for her. She'd come home to clean house, and I'd always do that. And Mom would always come home and say, Pam, what would I do without you? And one day, I came up with a line, well, you would have to do everything, Mom. You'd have to go to work plus clean the house. And so that was our go-to line. We'd always, I'd always say, Mom, you know, what would you do without me? And Mom would say everything. Or Mom would say, what would you do without me? And I'd say everything. Well, my mother in her latter years suffered from dementia. She forgot my name. She forgot most of her life. But she never forgot to say everything when I'd say, Mom, what would I do without you? And she'd say everything. That was up to several weeks before she died. No, there was the other thing, too, was all her life she would answer this until her dying day, even when she could hardly speak. You would ask her, Mom, what is the most Most important important thing thing in life? life? And she would answer, Love. Every time. Every time, uh, a week before she died. Love. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's, that was my mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So. Yes. What is your number one movie? Well, you know I picked four and you picked three. Well, you're, you're picking your number one and then we're doing any extra. Afterwards. Okay. My number one is Steel Magnolias. Okay. So I talked about this movie with someone at work yesterday. And I like it too, but it's not my number one because I haven't watched it enough okay. for it All to right. be my number one. Um, but it is a it is a tearjerker as well. Well, it's my number one because I am Sally Fields. I am that character, Malin, I believe her name was. I am her. I understood her, and I saw how people around her didn't understand her. Mm. And I understood her um, overprotectiveness of her daughter, who who was a uh, type 1 diabetic and who Sally Fields' character, the mother, took care of all her life. And if you've ever worked with or taken care of a type 1 diabetic child clear into adulthood, it's a balancing act mm. of letting them live a regular life while behind the scenes you're regulating their insulin, their diet, their exercise, their doctor appointments, everything. It is a full-time job to take care of a child with diabetic, with a type 1 diabetes. You always got to have orange juice ready. Yes, you have, to, you have to know. And Julia Roberts' character seemed more flippant. Because she was so well taken care of by her mother, I don't think she understood the seriousness of getting pregnant like her mother felt just like in the um in the in the beauty salon with Dolly Parton when she uh she said she was getting married and they said oh what are your colors you know that's the first thing you ask a bride what are your colors and well, my dress is white and she's <laughs> yeah she said bashful and blush you know bashful mm. and blush well Sally Fields who had to be you know a little more down to earth goes, her colors are pink and pink. Where Sally Fields had to be so serious, the daughter was allowed to be mm. um, more in a daydream. She took the weight that yes. away from her child. Yes. And then her, I think it was a mistake to do that. And her child didn't understand the risk. But there we have it. Her daughter wanted to be a mother too. So mm. she took the risk. Mm. And the one scene in Steel Magnolias that, I think I'm going to cry, Kate, (laughs) that broke my heart was. Take a breath, Ma. 
governor, <laughs> when her daughter died, the first thing she ran to was the little baby. Mm-hmm. And she was between the husband's mother, both grandmothers. The husband's mother stood on the porch and let the little boy run to Nicholas' mother. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I mean, you have these movies that they're such good movies. And the reason they're so good is because they're so real. Yes. Because everyone can relate well, this, to how they this feel movie in that situation. was off a true life story. The um the writer mm. uh was I think his name was Hardling, Hardling. His sister yeah. also received a kidney transplant from the mother, just like the Joey Roberts character received a kidney transplant from Sally Field's character. And she, and his th- sister also died uh, several years after the child was born, but it was exactly the same. So this does happen. So we have the movie, you know, Stepmom, where the mom dies, and mm. then we have the movie Steel Magnolias, where the child dies. I mean, that's one. I mean, of course, I've never experienced it, but that's what they say. It's the, one of the hardest things in the world is to lose a child. Oh, at any age don't even want to know about it you know don't even want to go there yeah that would be rough that'd be rough and and sally fields just go and grab the baby because that's the last part that's the last part of her daughter she had and which is very special for her to still have that right and and sally fields the character in another movie where the men became kind of just backdrops in the movie and these women were out there as it should be as it should Except for astronauts. <laughs> anyway, um, they, you know, Sally had to deal with a lot. I mean, that husband in that movie, and that was played by, oh, who was that played by? Oh, yeah, Mustache Man. Yeah, Mustache Man. Anyway, anyways, he, you know, there was supposed to be the morning of the wedding, and he's out there shooting birds out of trees, and the birds are defecating all over the property where the wedding's going to be. I mean, it was just a mess. And the brothers in the movie were not too far behind his IQ. They were out there shooting birds down while Sally's trying to put everything together. The mother's Tom trying to Scarrett. put it. Tom Scarrett. That's exactly right. And Dylan um, McDermott plays mm-hmm. Julia's, Shelby's husband. And Daryl Hannah, Shirley MacLaine, and Dolly Parton. It was a great movie of characters, that's for sure. But... I just felt Sally Fields had to be strong, stern, firm. Uh, She couldn't have any fun. She couldn't go out there and shoot birds out of a tree, and she couldn't think about, you know, bashful and blush colors for the wedding. Do you think she could have gotten through all of that without the help of those women? Oh, no. And they were all mother types. They all had a kind of a mothering. They all mothered Daryl Hannah, remember? When she first came, they mothered her. She's a little awkward. And Shirley MacLaine, God love her, she she had a little mothering part about her, too. She, all those women, whether they had children or not, had some mothering instincts. If you if you had to relate, you would relate to um, Sally Field's character. Right? Oh, very much so. I loved her. I might relate to Shirley's character, Weeza. Hit hit Weeza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and what's the what's the one line when she's Sally? Why? Fields? Yeah. Why? What is she saying? She's saying why? To the why did she her daughter have to die? Mm. Yeah, and she and that scene at the cemetery, she finally was letting it down. Not in front of her husband, not in front of anyone else, but in front of her friends, Mm. because she knew they would understand. 
Shelby was right. This is a brown football. Oh, oh honey, are you okay? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I can jog all the way to Texas and back, but my daughter can't. She never could. Good. I'm so mad. I don't know what to do. I want to know why. I want to know why Shelby's life is over. I want to know how that baby will ever know how wonderful his mother was. Will he ever know what she went through for him? Oh, God, I want to know why. Why? Lord, I wish I could understand. No. 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 It's not supposed to happen this way. I'm supposed to go first. I've always been ready to go first. I don't think I can take this. I don't think I can take this. I just want to hit somebody until they feel as bad as I do. I just want to hit something. I want to hit it hard. <laughs> that was a great scene, but yeah, why? She just kept yelling why. Good movie. Good movie. Tearjerker. Yeah. All right, so those are our top movies yes uh i hope we mentioned our one of our list like our listeners if i hope we mentioned one of your favorites if not you know to each their own right. i mean there are a ton of very iconic mother characters out there right oh one more real quick yes probably the worst oh. mother oh my goodness oi oi it is a what is it hold on it is a 1983 movie Mommy Dearest? Oh, Lord. No wire hangers. <laughs> <laughs> no wire hangers. Which is... Um, Betty... Betty Was it... No, it wasn't Betty Davis. Jo uh, Crawford. Joan Crawford. Yeah. Yeah, Joan Crawford. Betty um, Davis could have done it, too. But, I mean, I remember watching that as a kid, and I was like, this is messed up. Those and children then, were adopted. Well, and I didn't even realize that was... As a kid watching it, I thought it was fiction. And then yeah. when I realized this no, that's is real. This is an actual Hollywood actress. Yeah. Yes. And I believe the daughter when she grew up was one of the uh people that helped put the movie together. Yeah. Oh, interesting to tell the, her story. Yeah. Mommy dearest. Oi. No wire hangers, and then she made her scrub the floor. Remember oh, she yeah. spread and then the she, comet all I, over the place? She spread the comet all over the place. That'd be hard to breathe, let alone clean. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, that I I mean that's a movie. That I know well, but she is a terrible mother. Yes. Well, That's a bad stepmom. Well, I had the, my equal to Steel Magnolias, which was Blindside. Mm. And the reason I liked the movie Blindside, and that was another uh, adoption movie, was that as a mother, you see the struggles of other children. And I'm always, I'm telling you, when I go out to Walmart or something and shop and I see little kids walking around that need their little hair combed or their face washed or they're getting yelled at for something silly. I, I, I have to fight to hold myself back, not to jump in I've and take care there. of the child. Yeah. No, I've been there to hold you back. <laughs> and so, and the reason I like the word, the movie Blindside is how, um, Sandra Bullock's character, oh, what was her name? I forget. Oh, but anyways, uh, she goes out there on the field <laughs> to scene. teach. Yeah, she goes past the coach and say, you're going to thank me later, you know. And she tells this young man, which is played by Michael Orr, who had never 
never been in a film before. He was a security guard. And you know who sent his resume in for this movie? Who, Ma? His mother. Oh, there we go. Full circle back to Mom. But anyways, she tells him, you got to protect your blind side. Mm. And I think all down through life as a mother, we teach you in whatever circumstance, whatever experience to watch your blind side. There's things in life that I'm not going to be there to protect you. So you've got to understand that there are going to be people that hurt you, people that are out to get you, and that's your blind side. Come do you remember when we first met and we went to that horrible part of town to buy you those dreadful clothes? And I was a little bit scared and you told me not to worry about it because you had my back. Do you remember that? Yes, ma'am. And if anyone tried to get to me, you would have stopped them, right? And when you and SJ were in that car wreck, what did you do to the airbag? Stopped it. You stopped it. You stopped it. This team is your family, Michael. You have to protect them from those guys, okay? Listen. Tony, here's your quarterback, all right? You protect his blind side. When you look at him, you think of me, how you have my back, how you have his, okay? All right, Tony, go back. All right. Oompa Loompa here is your tailback. When you look at him, you think of SJ and how you've never let anyone or anything hurt him. You understand me? All right, go back. Got it? What about Collins and Mr. Tony? Fine, they can be on the team, too. Are you going to protect the family, Michael? Yes, ma'am. Good boy. And go have some fun. So I think the movie, that term meant a lot more than just a football term. Absolutely. Yeah. Deep mama. Well, you know, I, I'm that kind of mother. Well, another movie that Sandra Bullock is a good mother in is Bird Box. Oh, my word. Yes. Blind, they can't see anything and she yes. has to save her two children well oh. the true mothering comes out when she has both children in the canoe yeah the one child is the little girl's not hers mm-hmm. the little boy is right and she you know has the devil and the angel on her shoulder trying to think i'm just going to sacrifice the little girl i'm going to make her look or whatever to see what's out there mm-hmm. and she can't do it right. because as a mother mm-hmm. you love all children well and yeah and just like with you know blindside and with bird box whether it's your kid or not whether they look like you or not yes there's they're a child they're your child and that great big football player you know he now he michael Orr did not like his character portrayed in the movie he wasn't happy about apparently Mm. they took liberty with a lot of stuff yeah I don't Which know that's what, what Hollywood does. Yeah, well, I don't know what was true about the movie or not, but I do know that they did adopt Michael, and he did go to Ole Miss, and I think he played for the Ravens, and he was in a Super Bowl. You that know what? Won. If that movie teaches people to be kinder to others, that's right. then, you know, take the liberty. And she saw him, so She did. it was true that she did see him suffering and walking and no place to go and cold. And, and the scene between her finding Michael and, or finding his name was it Michael? It was yeah, it was Michael, Big Mike. Michael, yeah. And looking back at her children that were going to a warm home, and then looking back at him. So I loved that she she was a good mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So Sandra Bullock plays a good mom. Yes. <laughs> uh, so that rounds out all of our 
Oh, one more thing. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm currently watching a movie or a TV show series that features a mom who sacrifices a lot. Okay. And that's The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, I'm scared. But I'm, I'm scared you, to watch that thing. I, I think it's an awesome show, but man, it's got some deep, deep topic topics in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have told people that I know that are mothers, and I don't, I don't think because I'm not a mother. Mm-hmm. I'm a god. You're a godmother, but I'm not a mother, and I, I could not imagine watching that show as a mother. Because she has to give up her kids. She's she doesn't know where her kid is at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, it's just, but it's a very good show. And she, she's doing the best she can as a mother in the situation that she's in. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's, uh, it's something. And, and I think you do have mother instincts, Katie, because I've seen you with your niece and nephew and you're, you're very loving well, I teach them the important things like Harry Potter and Star Wars. That's right. That's what I'm referring to. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So are you ready for quiz time? Well, I am, but, you know, I didn't study. <laughs> well, you, I didn't give you any material to study. Okay. But as a mother, I should know everything. That is true. Mm. So this Here will we, prove. This whether... are, oh, gosh. <laughs> um, so all of these questions are going to be about mothers or involve the word mother or something, but it all, it's all encompassing mother quiz. M is for the many ways she messes up my hair. (laughs) I don't know. Here we go. Here we go. All right, here we go. Question number one. Mom. Yes. This is an easy one because we've, well, we, we shall see. In the 1981, not 83, 81 film, Mommy Dearest, what famous actress is portrayed by Faye Dunaway? Oh, Joan Crawford. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> you got one already. I Mom. got one. You're batting a thousand. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Number two. In what musical located in Greece does Meryl Streep star? Oh, shoot. I know this. I'll give you options. Okay. Waitress. No. Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. Yeah. There I go again. Um, You got another one. I did. You got another one. Okay. Number three. Number three. Now, the rest of these, I'm describing a character. Okay. okay. This mother married an English lord has three daughters, and lives in an abbey. Who is she? And I'll give you options. Ready? Downton Abbey. Yeah. Uh, Queen Victoria, Mrs. Bennet, Lady Cora Crawley, or Caitlin Stark? Lady. Cora Crawley? Yeah, Cora Crawley. Yeah. All right. Question number four. Number four. If not for this mother, her son would have never overcome his leg braces and started running. Oh, yes. Running. Okay, here are your options. I know what it is. What is it? It's not the shrimp boat, Captain. No. (laughs) But it's Sally Fields plays her. Yes, it's Sally Fields. And give me the thingies. Uh, Mrs. Banks. Okay. Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Brown. Or Mrs. Gump. Mrs. Gump. 
I thought I had to have her first name. That's why I wasn't. Shrimp. Yep. Shrimp soup. Yes. <laughs> shrimp tails. Bubba goop shrimp. Yes. <laughs> okay. Question number five. All right. This is kind of a newer mm-hmm. um, character. This mother used her ingenuity to speak with her son through Christmas lights and letters after he was taken to the Upside Down. Oh, yes, the Upside Down. Okay, here you're on. Okay. Joyce Byers, June Cleaver, Lily Munster, or Marge Simpson? The first one. Joyce Byers? Joyce Byers. Yeah! Yay! All right. Oh, I don't like that world. <laughs> but you but you watch Stranger Things. I, I watched it, yes. I mean, she that's a mother who, she looked crazy to the rest of the town. Yeah, that would have been me. No, I would have looked high in hell and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever the line is uh, to find you. Hell and high water? Yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> oh, hell. <laughs> All right. Uh, question number six. You're, Mom, you've got five out of five. Well, you know, I'm a mother. <laughs> All right, number six. This actress yes. played a mother who was hilarious, had red hair. Lucille Ball. And I was going to say, and worked temporarily as a chocolate wrapper with her friend Ethel. Lucy. You got I it. I love Lucy. <laughs> um, Number seven. Number seven. This mother is from the Wizarding World. Her son was the boy who lived, and he had her eyes. Would you like options? Harry Potter. Well, do you know her name? I'll give you a clue. Her Mrs. Name. Potter. <laughs> I guess I'll take that. Okay. Here, I'll try to... It's All a, right. It's a type of flower. Okay. Name a flower. Pansy. Pansy Potter. <laughs> Sounds good to me. It's not pansy. <laughs> Okay, Petunia Potter. Petunia Potter. <laughs> Sounds Pottle. good to me. Potter, Potter. Uh, Petunia um, um, Geranium. Think of something of the valley. Lily. There you go, Lily Potter. Um, you can, I, I'm going to give you that I like. One. I like uh, Pansy Potter. Pansy Potter. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Harry could have named one of his children that, but he yeah. didn't. Okay. All right, ready? Mm-hmm. Question eight. This mother lived in the Stone Age. Her children were Pebbles and Bam Bam. Yes. You want options? No. Flintstones. Those are Flintstones. And then what's he yell at the end? Why can't I remember this? This is I was brought up on this. Wilma! There you go. You got it. I knew I could get it. I just had to search my computer up here in my brain. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of cobwebs up there. All right. All right. Mom, you're eight for eight. Well, of course. I'm a mother. <laughs> All right. Number nine. This mother worked as a secretary for Dunder Mifflin, married her co-worker. Pam. Pam. What's her last name? That I don't know. Uh, you get it. You knew who I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. I know who you are. Uh, but I was also going to say- They were such a cute couple. That she did the cold walk even when her manager would not. 
office fans will understand what I mean. Yeah, okay, that's good because I don't. But I, I know that I know the characters. There you go. Yeah. Good job. Um, that's nine for nine. Now this is the last question. Oh, oh gosh. All right, and there's no multiple choice. You just have to answer it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. I'm nervous. Who is the greatest mother of all time? The Blessed Mother. That's right. Mm-hmm. Jesus is mommy. And you are a very close second, Mama. Oh, you just say that because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that that's it, Mom. You got all of the questions right. Um. Well, thank you, Katie. Good job. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate Wilma. it. Wilma. <laughs> yeah, Wilma. Great cartoon. <laughs> all right. So, guys, that's the end of our Mother's Day episode. Oh my gosh, it flew by. I know. How did you like being on the podcast? Mom? Well, I, I enjoyed it very much. I hope the listeners do as well. Well, and I have to say, Mom is very supportive of this. She, I'm wearing a t-shirt she got me. That's a Muggle with a Mike t-shirt. She got me a bunch of pens to hand out. I'm the momager. She's my momager. Yeah, yeah. She, and she always shares the, the episodes on Facebook and everything. So I appreciate that, Mama. And I will be sharing this on Facebook to all my friends and ha- tell them to share it with their friends. There you go. <laughs> all right. And everyone, share this episode with your mother so that she can um, know that you're thinking of her on this very special day. Sit down and talk to your mom about movies and watch one together. That would be, I, I'm sure she would love that more than going out and buying stuff for Absolutely. her. Absolutely. Sitting down. Well, and, I, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't know about that. Okay. Joggers. I have your gift in the room. In the other oh, room. Okay. <laughs> you are my gift, darling. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, boy, that was cynical. <laughs> you had that. Oh, yeah. Ready oh, just... <laughs> yeah. We need some insulin here. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going back to Steel Magnolias. Yeah, Steel Magnolias. <laughs> but no, seriously, sit down. Katie and I do watch movies together, and we discuss them. And sit down and watch a movie. Watch The Blind Side, or watch some of these movies that we suggested and talked about, and talk with your mom. It's fun. I'm sure she would love it. And even in these pandemic times, if you live far away, you can watch it virtually with them. Oh, yeah. You know, yes. FaceTime them, do something. Just, I'm sure they would really appreciate just your time. And Absolutely. Or even just a text. If all you can send is a text, just let her know you're thinking of her. Absolutely. There you go. Okay. Oh, and even any mother figure, you know, just any like mother mom. figure, godmother, your aunt. Absolutely. Uh, you know, dads that think they can do it all, like us moms. Well, Mr. Mom, Mr. Mom, Mr. Mom, movie. yeah. But anyway, so. Um, so thank you very much, Mom. For thank being you, on Katie, this and Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, and God bless you. Love you. Mom. Love you, Katie. So just talk a little, little bit just to get you comfortable talking on here. Just okay. Well, you want me? Are we on? Are you? It's doing? recording right now, but this is just to get you comfortable because I'm comfortable, Katie. When you when you start recording, people usually are kind of like I, I'm not. I'm comfortable. Okay. Whatever comes out is going to come out. Could you do me a favor and rustle that paper a little bit more? <laughs> <laughs>